0: Welcome to episode 8 of the Foul Vine podcast with Sarah and Scotty Moe, where everything wine and baseball is in fair territory. Today we will be drinking a 2020 Bordeaux, reviewing the Caribbean Winter Leagues, and discussing new off-season stories developing around the league. Grab a glass and join us. Look, big paper, I increase my wealth, uh. Red wine that's good for my health, uh, wrestle with demons, I take no else. uh, allow me to introduce myself, I said
1: Alright, what are we drinking today, Scotty?
0: Alrighty, today we are drinking the Chateau Talmont 2020, it's a Bordeaux Rouge
1: Yes, here's the bottle, here's the bottle, check it out, check it out
0: Thought we'd switch it up, we've been doing a lot of Italian reds um, so, we're going to move a little west. Love it. To probably one of the most prominent wine, wine regions in the world Bordeaux. Love it. Southwestern France. So, I chose this wine. Um, I spent a lot of time in France last year, as you know, um, while my girlfriend was studying abroad. And buying wine in France is like buying water, especially Bordeaux. And I've got to really liking Bordeaux. Um, Bordeaux is typically a blend of a few grapes: Cabernet Sauvignon, C- Cab Franc, which I believe is the majority of this wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merlot, a P- Petit Verdot, and a Malbec. As we learned on a previous episode, Malbecs are originally French. I've always thought about a Malbec as an Argentinian wine yeah. exclusively. Same. So, um, this one is a majority Cab Franc. Um, let's take a take a whiff. Sniff.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't even know what I smell. Very light, it seems. What do you smell?
0: Um, I like a black fruit.
1: Okay. Yeah, a deep, a yeah. deep. Black like a fruit. Darker fruit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ooh. It's definitely earthier than wines we've had before.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely dry, but it's, it's smooth. Yeah. Um,
1: not very acidic. No. It's nice. Very good. It's, it's fresh and light to me.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely getting, um, like those earthy notes okay. and but also like a black raspberry like mm. a, a darker fruit so
1: right. well cheers
0: cheers so good food pairing with this wine is a beef or re- any type of red meat really okay. um mentions venison very specifically <laughs> um but yeah, yeah this is a, uh from, from southwest, southwest of france, france. um
1: So you had this wine when you were there? Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. But like, so as I I said, um, a lot of Bordeaux are different. Like uh, a lot of different varieties, mixtures. Um, You know, I believe this one was like 90% Cobb Franc. And then um, maybe a splash of Merlot. Uh, It's, it's a mixture. It's a, they're all red blends.
1: Okay. Where did you get this? When, like where in France were you when you first had this one?
0: So I was there. We we didn't get to go down to Bordeaux, the okay. region itself. That's definitely on the bucket list. But um, I had I had it in Paris quite a bit. Okay, cool. Um, and then also in the south of France in Nice. Not a uh, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Little flex, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, very good. I Highly recommend uh, French wine. Wee wee. Wee wee.
1: How do you say cheers in France or what do they say? I should know this. You just salute. Okay. I think it's a salute. Salute.
0: Salute.
1: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right, well, it's fully winter now. Winter is here. Today is November 21st. That is the winter solstice, right? Yeah. Pretty sure. You have no idea, but that's okay.
0: i think it's december isn't it or is it
1: maybe it's december yeah maybe it's december so it feels like winter outside though it's really cold yeah it's honestly too cold for football in my opinion definitely too cold for baseball unless you're somewhere warm which is where where we're talking about today the caribbean winter Leagues,
0: where we wish we were right here honestly honestly. yeah i'd kill to be in the dominican right now same um but yeah i feel like we especially in pittsburgh we went from like fall weather straight to winter in a matter of seconds yeah
1: it really felt like that Sorry. it was a high of 29 degrees yesterday which is just brutal
0: too cold too, too cold nice. um but hey at least we aren't in buffalo right now that has like seven <laughs> feet of snow There, very true <laughs> um but yeah let's get into the um caribbean winter leagues mm-hmm. um right now that are super exciting uh one specifically that you can stream. On MLB TV is La Liga Dominicana uh, the Dominican League it has six teams um, the games are super entertaining you feel like you're watching a World Cup match at times um, and um, yeah we're gonna to go through the leagues outline some of the MLB prospects and former players that are playing and discuss them a little bit
1: while drinking one
0: while drinking, while drinking
1: wine. French one yeah <laughs> All right, vamos. Let's get into it.
0: All righty. So um, some notable uh, performers in the Dominican League, former Met Watch, not former Met Watch, current Met Watch, top prospect, Ronnie Mauricio. Um, when we were interning in 2017, he was the top Dominican signing mm-hmm. for the Mets. And switch hitting shortstop. Um, he's hitting slashing 316, 352, 482 with two home runs and 22 RBIs and six stolen bases.
1: In how many games?
0: I believe in 20-some game, okay. games. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. And what team is he on?
0: He's on the Tigers.
1: Oh, the Tigres.
0: Yes. Um, he is joined on the Tigers. Tigres. By, Tigres. <laughs> by Red's top prospect, Eli De La Cruz. This is a name that everyone should watch this um, next coming season. He's got O'Neill Cruz type potential, big shortstop. Um, has some big swing and miss, but potentially eighty grade power.
1: Wow.
0: Um, his swings are very violent, um, but definitely a um, you know high risk high reward prospect going forward. He's right now hitting two seventy four with a home run and fourteen RBIs for the Tigris. Um, But also in these leagues, we find there are former players that you'll date yourself a little bit reading through these rosters. Um, For example, um, one of the notable pitching performers in the league right now for Toros del Este, Julio Tehran, former Braves pitcher, has six starts with a 2.45 ERA. Um, I believe Tehran is Colombian. Um, But a lot of um, these guys... Go over to the winter leagues, um, you know, after playing, or even if they're still trying to land a job in the league. Um, some other some other guys on Torres del Este include Miguel Andohar, mm-hmm. uh who just resigned with the Pirates uh, for next year. John Nagowski, former Pirates sensation, folk
1: legend,
0: folk legend, the big Nagowski, uh, Brian De La Cruz. I believe he was an Astros prospect, correct Sarah? Yep. Yeah. He's currently on the Marlins corner. corner. Mm-hmm. Clint Frazier. That's a name.
1: We, you definitely know that name.
0: I do too well. <laughs> Him and Andrew Horst surprisingly on this team have been, were big names for the Yankees in the last few years. Um, Frazier couldn't escape the injury bug. It seemed, mm. um, but he, he has a skill set and you, kind of root for a guy like that to figure it out still young and currently leading the league right now the aguilas is that how we say it Sarah
1: um
0: Aguillas. aguilas okay
1: aguilas y Bañas.
0: so here's si some Bañas, names actually here's some names uh melky cabrera former bucko wilmer defo former bucko Victor Robles, um,
1: not former Bucko. <laughs> not a former
0: Bucko, but uh, Washington National uh, was a former top prospect a few years ago. And Yoannis Cespedes, former Matt. He has hitting two 205 with two home runs right now. I just announced that he's gonna be playing with uh, the Cuban national team, the World Baseball Classic, which I'm so excited for. Um one more team i was going to mention um the estrellas de oriente
1: close close estrellas okay orientales
0: so that is actually fernando tatis jr's dad's team he's been managing it for quite some time um going through their roster right now they have some names Uh, Yenzi diaz Uh, i when i was interning with the blue jays he was our one of our better pitchers he's currently with the mets i believe um let's see who else do we got here. Luis Campusano, top catching prospect for the Padres. Yeah. Andy Rodriguez, top prospect for the Pirates. We got him uh in a trade with the Mets. Marco Luciano. There's some big prospects on here. He's the top prospect for the Giants. He's a up and coming shortstop. Edward Olivares. And uh former cubs legend junior lake i remember watching this guy he's a left fielder i thought junior lake was the most underrated player in baseball i mean he had some tantalizing power like just never figured it out over a full season i'm sure he's going to be in the dominican league for quite some time so should we move on to the puerto rican League?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, So the DR isn't the only warm place where you can catch baseball this winter. You can also go to Puerto Rico.
0: In Puerto Rico, they've only played about 15 games so far. Um, There's five teams in this league. Um, The league dates back to the 1930s, and this is where Roberto Clemente was discovered on the San Jose team. Yeah, a
1: Dodgers scout.
0: Yes. Um, And... To no surprise, Santurce is a powerhouse in this league. Right now, they're the league leader in hitting R- Ruzni Castillo, uh, slashing 417 through 14 games. He is a former tops Cuban sign for the Red Sox. He never panned out. I think, he's, I think he was just released of his contract with Boston. I think he's trying to work his way back into the league. Also with Santerse, we have Didi Gregorius, who will be activated soon. One of my favorite all-time... He's just so graceful at shortstop. So fun to watch. Has a nice left-handed swing. Um, Pablo Sandoval is one for seven right now. <laughs> and former Bucko catcher Michael Perez is on the team. So um, definitely have some names playing in Puerto Rico this, this summer. Also... On this Car-
1: winter, <laughs>
0: or this winter, not summer, <laughs> this winter, um, on Carolina, uh, the Gigantes, 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 the Giants, right? Yes, okay, there we go, nailed it. Um, for former eighth overall pick by the Atlanta Braves in 2018, Carter Stewart, he was a big name, uh, out of high school as a pitcher. He ended up not signing with the Braves after the draft due to a medical issue, and he ended up going to play in Japan for a couple of years. Um, he's now pitching in in Puerto Rico this winter. He has 18 Ks for two starts. I think that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say so.
0: He's known for his uh, big 12-6 curveball. He was a big-time prospect. I wonder if he'll ever make it into the league. So, um, Red Sox top prospect Jeter Downs is on Mayaguez. Uh, he's a guy that I'm sure Boston is looking to contribute soon they there's a possibility that xander bogarts could be gone this offseason and they have trevor story but he's had some injury issue issues can he move the shortstop uh so jeter downs is definitely looked at as an internal option for many positions i think he's a role player um so this is a good opportunity for a lot of these guys to get work in during the offseason mm-hmm. keep playing to keep fresh uh so he's definitely a guy i'm sure the boston's monitoring Uh, Very closely.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just going to say, do you think Boston fans can love a player named Jeter?
0: They should definitely respect him. (laughs) There you go. Great answer.
1: (laughs) Great answer. Um, All right. We also have Venezuelan and Mexican leagues.
0: Yeah. So Liga Venezuela. uh, We have eight teams and just which made news yet the other day uh as drupal cabrera he is playing for caribes i believe he's on a team with bucko diego castillo who's from venezuela and williams astadio who's played for the twins recently um someone i forget who i don't know i'm sure if it was a major leaguer but he hit a home run in and pimped it and estribal cabrera was playing the field and he ran over to him and punched him as he was running first base he didn't he didn't enjoy his celebration of the home run
1: unbelievable
0: these old heads estribal <laughs> cabrera stuck in the in the um you know the old years like
1: well as bobby scales would say there's no old school there's no new school it's all just school
0: I love that. I like that actually a lot. Um but yeah, that that uh video was went viral on Twitter it was pretty crazy actually. Um but uh yeah, I, I I think you're in the wrong place. I mean he grew up in Venezuela, but you're in the wrong place if you're not if you don't want to see celebrations because I, I think that is the most electric entertaining part of watching these Winter leagues these these guys have so much fun playing. And yeah. It's awesome to watch. So um, if you have time, go look up the video. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, one of the league leaders in hitting is uh, Kansas City Royals prospect, catcher Freddy Fermin. Uh he slashed, He's hitting 388 for the Leones del Caracas.
1: Pretty good, yeah.
0: Caracas Lions.
1: Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> Look and then
0: you. also, um, Yadier Molina is beginning his managing career. He is a manager for the Navagantes this off uh, this winter. Uh, let's pull up their roster, see who they have.
1: Let's. <laughs> who is Yadi managing these days?
0: Wonder how they go about signing players too.
1: So it's kind of similar to the Arizona Fall League. Well, some so like some are like pre-signed there's like a draft um, for some winter leagues and some guys like for the australian league teams would send them there so if you wanted your guy to get a little extra work um send them there but a lot of these teams do drafts like especially the dr in puerto rico they take this very seriously and to them this is the on season and the major league baseball season is the off season you know they're working during major league baseball season to uh, draft their team and you know curate um, their lineups and rosters and managers and coaching stuff.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I put up the roster Jose Molina's third base coach. Okay. His brother. Um, Ramon Hernandez is bench coach. I believe he played for a while in the league. Henderson Alvarez is a pitcher. He's Over 30 years old. He played for the Blue Jays and Marlins. I remember. I think he had TJ twice. His career was cut short. Uh, Felix Dubron was a big prospect for the Red Sox. Left-handed pitcher Bruce Rondone, former closer for the Tigers. Robinson Chirinos. Hey, that's a name. Orioles is here. Sounds right. Um, he's catching. Uh, Renato Nunez is playing third base. I believe he had some time with the A's and the Orioles. That's all I recognize.
1: That's all good.
0: But um, it's funny. I'm looking at this roster. Like a lot of guys are my age or older. So you got a lot of guys in your thirties. Only one guy born in 2000. So it's a rather older league, I'd say.
1: Yeah, compared to. Um, the
0: Dominican other. or Puerto Rico. yeah. Right.
1: Okay. What about Mexico?
0: So Liga Mexicana del Pacifico. There's eight teams in this league as well. Um, We have a lot. When I was going through these rosters, I found a lot of names of former players or guys who haven't made a team in the last couple of years, probably looking to come back. But one name that stuck out to me is Pirates outfitter Jared Oliva. Uh, I think he played at University of Arizona. He must be from down in the Southwest. Uh, maybe he's playing in the – or maybe he's not. Uh, but he's playing for Mexicali, and he's hitting two ninety-four. He's so having a good winter. Love that. Um, some other names that came up, uh, former top prospects – uh, international signings. Yasmani Tomas was a big signing out of Cuba, I believe. Um, he's playing, I think he's been playing the league for the past few years. Scott Shebler, the corner outfielder for the Reds, he's playing on Mexicali as well. Christian Villanueva is playing for Jalisco. He was a former top prospect for the Cubs, corner infielder. And then uh, Efren Navarro is playing for the tomateros he's a former anaheim angel los angeles angel so a lot of old i found a lot of older names um jared oliva was a name that stuck out to me of being one of the few guys that are still playing and younger Mm -hmm. so it seems like venezuela and mexico mexico have a lot of similarities in their in their leagues and i think i don't think i know venezuela is definitely a step above competition wise for sure yeah
1: um definitely but the two main ones i would say are the dr and puerto rico um mexico is interesting though because they have a they have two leagues they have a regular season april through september league that they run on their own in competition with major league baseball and then they also do have this less lesser known winter league as well so i just wanted to note that
0: so their league during the season that runs with major league, it's during the same time, April through September. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Um, then those are like the main four, the core four, if you will, of ligas durante el invierno during the winter. Um, but then you have some other teams, other leagues as well. i not really as regulated by major league baseball and with less participants um, from major league baseball as well. So Cuba, um, obviously, no players play there because that wouldn't be violation of some law. Um, but we have 16 teams representing the different 16 provinces. The baseball history in Cuba is just so rich, so unbelievable. So I'm sure that's really good baseball. You also have the Colombian Winter League. Um, which they actually didn't become part of the um, Caribbean series until 2020 um, because they're in 2020 um, former Red Sox, Red Sox, Edgar Renteria actually bought the entire league. Yeah, isn't that wild? That's awesome. Yeah. He's a
0: legend in Colombia.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. with He's- Along with
0: Nabil Matt
1: um so there's six teams there um and they're now part of the caribbean series which is pretty cool there's also panama which is has a lowly three teams so they're just really struggling to get off the ground but still trying to globalize baseball there as well and then you also have the australian um professional league which you can watch online as well they have an on-demand website you can watch all their games um there are six teams currently in the Australian uh, Winter league. One notable name after looking at all the rosters was Josh Reddick, former Astro. Um, was a legend in Houston. good for him for getting, you know, another opportunity and continuing to play baseball. So yeah, that's that's the quick and the short of the the second half of the winter league teams, the not so prominent ones. Um, but my question to you, Scotty, if you had to play in one winter league, which winter league would you play in?
0: I'd want to play in them all, but, um, <laughs> I would go to Puerto Rico. I I've been to Puerto Rico. Um, I, I lo- loved it there. I would love to play for San Jose, like just the history, like the connection with Roberto Clemente and, um, I think that would be a lot of fun, but I'd also, it's a dream of mine to go to Dominican to just watch the winter leagues. Like, I think that would be such a blast. Yeah.
1: Let's make it happen. We'll yeah. do it. I'm so down.
0: Falvine 2024 trip.
1: Yes. Let's lock that in. Very cool. If I had to pick one, I, I think I would go Puerto Rico as well. I've already been to the Dominican, so I've never actually been to Puerto Rico. That's why I would want to go there. I've never been to venezuela but i've been to mexico so just you know process of elimination i'm picking puerto rico as we're drinking out of our 21 roberto clemente museum wine glasses
0: <laughs> i've also been to san terse oh wow and it was such like a cool neighborhood it's like it was from when i went there it was like a young neighborhood it was lively and it was like a, a cool place to be like at night like it san Jose cool was uh definitely a fun time but um yeah we should do puerto rico too yeah
1: we should go to all of them for dream big you know love it (laughs) all right so that's what we got for our winter league episode or winter league chat um if you guys listeners out there want to learn more about the winter leagues each league has their own website um but feel free to add us on twitter or instagram comment um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Winter League and which Winter League you'd want to play in.
0: Yeah, and also we'll probably, like, towards the end of the year here, as we're getting closer to the Caribbean series, like, we'll highlight, you know, how the... We're, we have a very short sample size right now. These guys are mostly 20 games in at the most. And um, we'll we'll highlight, you know, a lot of the top performers at the end of the season and really go into the Caribbean series. Yeah,
1: so what is the Caribbean series just... Quickly um before we move on.
0: Yeah. So the Caribbean series is tip so this the these leagues typically run from November till January. And then we have the Caribbean series, which is the best teams from each league. It's kind of like a MLB playoffs, if you will. And they meet up. I'm not sure of the exact locations yet. I did read an article that there are going to be some games played in Venezuela. Ooh, interesting. Um, which will be interesting. But um I think there are multiple locations and um they meet for like last year was january 28th to february 3rd so it's like a few days and i think it's like a round robin maybe double elimination not exactly sure but um yeah they crown the winner the best team of the all the caribbean winter leagues
1: awesome so yeah we'll be covering that um come the new year so at the end of the winter league season which is in january like scotty said and then we'll cover the Caribbean series, which will be so fun and also be covering the World Baseball Classic. So um, lots of baseball during this cold, bitter winter time.
0: We, we've we mentioned this before on previous episodes, but like baseball is far from over and it won't be until the next season. Like we have these winter leagues. We, it's never over. It never stops. Spring training. And then we got the World Baseball Classic, which is so exciting. So, um.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Lots of lots of good things to come. Um, yeah, cool. Winter leagues. I honestly, before I worked in baseball, I really didn't know much about the winter league. So I'm glad we're doing this episode because I don't think a lot of fans really know much about the winter leagues. To be honest, like, did you? know,
0: I didn't know this. This episode, I just learned about Columbia joining the okay. Caribbean series. Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, there are a lot of good players that come out of Columbia. I knew very little about Australia um you know i really thought it was mostly just puerto rico venezuela and dominican Mm -hmm. so yeah i i I think me being a very (laughs) up-to-date baseball fan like i can only imagine probably like the average fan probably you know what they know about these leagues so
1: yeah it's cool i'm glad we got to learn something new and also be able to bring that information out to the world. Cause it is really cool. Like I said, I didn't know until I worked in baseball. People are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to Australia for the winter. Oh, I'm going to Mexico. It's like, Whoa. Okay. So baseball really, there is no off season. It really doesn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. They do take off for Thanksgiving, um, Christmas Eve and Christmas in Puerto Rico. They call Christmas Eve, um, Buena noche, noche buena, good night. It's the night before Navidad, so I just thought that was that was kind of fun, a fun tidbit.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, going to fill up our cups and get into the vibes around the vineyard. Perfecto, mi amigo. Okay. Yeah, Scotty.
0: All righty. Vineyard vibes. Are we ready?
1: I think we're ready. The vibes there's, feel good.
0: There's a lot of news um around the league i will say from our last episode none of the free agents have signed yet so
1: no updates no
0: bragging rights yet um but we're going to keep a close eye on that obviously uh, maybe have some i usually around the holidays like you see it quite quite down a little bit but it'll start to pick right back up once the winter meetings start first week of december
1: yeah for sure
0: big news news i'm very excited about okay i saw this today we have our first female ncaa baseball player
1: hell yeah
0: olivia picardo yeah okay okay yeah olivia picardo freshman at brown
1: Ooh, so smarty too
0: first female to make a ncaa baseball roster
1: what position does she play
0: that's a good question (laughs) i didn't see that part (laughs) um but yeah what
1: position do you think she plays um just a guess outfield okay i'm gonna guess second base
0: second base oh it actually so her twitter bio says right-handed pitcher outfielder second base so we're
1: both
0: but it's a picture of her throwing
1: so she's a two-way player yeah is that what they would call that in baseball? She's
0: from the she's from Queens, New York. Hell yeah! Pretty cool. Very cool. Love to see that.
1: Shout um, out, Olivia. We love you. Good luck yeah. this season.
0: Definitely going to be following Brown this year. On dopey. So, rooting for Olivia. Um, on to Major League Baseball news.
1: Burp, burp, burp. Bryce
0: mm-hmm. Harper to undergo go elbow surgery possibly tomorrow. Or Wednesday of this week
1: are we surprised
0: I'm not they won't specify if it's Tommy John or not it sounds like it is he apparently had a partially torn UCL um typically you either have two options you can I believe Otani had these injections done a couple years ago and you can you have to like basically rest your elbow or you get Tommy John Mm. Um. It sounds like Harper's going to get Tommy John, and if that's the case, he'll be out until. I mean, he probably won't come back till end of flat next season.
1: And that's optimistic.
0: It's optimistic. You you typically see position players can. I've seen six six to twelve. Right. Twelve is usually the high end for even for pitchers. So, um, hope he has a speedy recovery because we love watching Bryce Harper. He's exciting. And the Phillies just had a great season and want to build off of it and want to add to their team. So
1: yeah, especially if Trey Turner is going to be there, then we want to see Bryce on the field as well
0: (laughs) for sure. Um, And in awards news, Sandy Alcantara won the NL Cy Young Award. I saw that. I think, I mean, he. I don't. That was unanimous. I hope. Yeah, it was. Um, and Max Freed came in second with Julio Urias came coming in third. Both had good season, but Sandy, very rare that you see the workhorse starting pitcher that he is. Like, threw a lot of innings, um, went deep into almost every game he pitched. He was just dominant, and um, you'd love to see it. I saw the the other day that the Cardinals traded him and Zach Gallen to the Marlins for Marcelo Zuna. Like, the Cardinals had oh, wow. there, Zach Gallen, Like that. Those are two of the best pitches in the league right now. Yep. Um so congrats to Sandy. Justin Verlander won AL saying award. Only pitch in the league with a sub two ERA. 39 years old. Pretty impressive.
1: Very impressive.
0: Will he be back in Houston to be determined?
1: I say yes. We know this. We both do.
0: <laughs> Some reports are kind of saying otherwise I nowadays. Know. It's kind of crazy, no. but, but um, you
1: know what they say about reports.
0: True. Can't true. trust him. <laughs> White Sox pitcher Dylan sees came in second. The biggest all-star stub I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. He had such a dominant year. Um, glad he got some respect on his season. Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays came in third. Um, second year pitcher. He was just I swear he was just drafted like yesterday from WU. <laughs> not gonna hold that against him. Um, but yeah, Verlander, great season. Um, he's looking to get a three year contract coming up soon into his forties. So MVP awards. Paul Goldschmidt won NL MVP. This was the only award that I think it could have gone to any of the three top three guys.
1: Who are the other two?
0: Manny Machado came in second, Nolan Arenado, his teammate came in third.
1: Yeah, look at the Cardinals.
0: I think if Nolan I think he had a slow stretch at the end of the season, I think he would have won it if he was more consistent throughout the year. But yeah. Great season for both of them.
1: And good things to come, it sounds like. What's that? Good things to come for the Cardinals. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, they've got a strong base. Yeah. So, um, AL MVP, my guy, Aaron Judge. (laughs) He deservedly won. I mean... No doubt about it. I think if you take him off that roster, the Yankees don't make the playoffs. I I actually believe that.
1: Yeah, well, we saw what happened when he couldn't perform in the postseason.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's... the life of that team, and um, he had a historic season, one of the best offensive seasons I've ever watched. Um, I might be a little bit biased, but I, I think so. <laughs> Shohei, undeniably one of the best, came in second, one of the best players in all baseball, undeniable, but
1: one of the greatest to ever play, honestly.
0: And I just, I just
1: don't think that's talked about enough.
0: It's not, it's not. And I, 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 even though I am very loyal to Aaron Judge, like I, I hear the arguments for him at his MVP case. Problem is they have two of the best players in the world on that team. Yep. With or without Shohei, they're bad. Um, so I'm really like I know they're in the process of selling their team. I hope they try to do whatever they can to win with those two. because uh, that's a huge missed opportunity. Those two being
1: Trout uh, and, Otani. and yeah. Otani. Yeah, just yeah. just for the listeners. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Third, Jordan Alvarez. Hey,
1: a- let's are go. Yeah.
0: Great season. Um, the Astros' core is strong as well. Tucker, Jordan, Yep, Pena, Bregman, Bregman. Um, the list goes on. So yeah, that wraps up the the awards for the season. We had Manager of the Year previously, uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, next, we're going to see a lot of um, coaching changes, front office changes. Most recently, Ra- excuse me, Rangers named Will Venable the associate manager haven't seen that title yet
1: i don't think i've ever seen that title It's like an
0: assistant head coach almost it sounds like they hired bruce bocce to groom him okay because he's been a candidate for multiple jobs um he was recently with the cubs i believe or the red sox he's been with both of them um he was a great player himself played at stanford played for the Padres. you know, I think that's what it sounds like. It sounds like Bochy's coming in for a couple of years and then handing the reins over to the Venable, if I had to guess. That's
1: a good guess. I like that. Makes sense.
0: Um, and Recent news Cape Cod Hall of Fame was just recently announced. Hey. For this, this year's induction class. Marcus Strowman.
1: Love it. Orleans Firebird.
0: Justin Smoke.
1: I don't know. Remember what team he is on.
0: He played for the Mariners and Blue Jays. He was 1st one pick out of university. No, which Cape team? Oh, did I it? don't know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I actually don't know. You would know this, but you have the Cape knowledge.
1: I know. That's why I, I. wish I knew. Okay.
0: And and lastly, Pittsburgh legend Ian Happ.
1: He played for the Harwich Mariners. Mariners. See that one. I know. I know two out of the three. Okay. That's pretty Let's good. Let's see
0: where uh, Justin that's... Smoke played
1: pretty good <laughs> he was the um 2006 cape league mvp okay yeah
0: and who do you, who do you play for
1: he i'm getting there it looks like he played for Katu it yep he played
0: the kettlers
1: Kettleers.
0: Kettleers. yep and then lastly, for Around the League, uh, we have some trade and free agent news to get into after that, but um, the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot was released today. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. The results will be announced on January twenty fourth, 2023. Final year for Jeff Kent Mm-mm. to get 75%. Um, I don't think he's going to get think, it. Yeah, I me mean, neither, dude. He had a great, year, great uh, career, but... Um, you know, I th- you know, on your ballot if you had a vote, you could check off I think up to 10 players. If I had a vote. Yep.
1: Baseball writer of America. Baseball
0: writer of America, Scotty Mel. <laughs> I would check off Carlos Beltran.
1: Beltran, but okay. Beltran.
0: Andrew Jones. Andy Pettit, that's a bias pick.
1: You love Andy Pettit though, dude. Andy Pettit's love great. Yeah. I think
0: he a lot of things that numbers can't quantify that that a lot of value that he brought to teams
1: for sure and as my mom would say he has the face of a greek god
0: (laughs) um manny ramirez
1: okay interesting
0: alex rodriguez and one snub that i can't believe he hasn't gotten in yet is scott Rowland.
1: yeah i saw that too actually wild
0: i I, one of the best third basemen um of all time he also was Great offensively. Yeah. Um, so I really hope he gets in. There was 14 new players added. Bronson Arroyo. Carlos Beltran was new this year. Beltran, but Beltran. okay. Matt Kane, R.A. Dickey, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. J. Hardy, Mike Napoli, John Lackey, Johnny Peralta, Francisco Rodriguez, Houston Street, Jared Weaver, Jason Worth.
1: That's a pretty good... List of names. I feel old. I know. I was I like so old. Oh, tell me about it. You're the baby of the podcast. <laughs> I,
0: I feel so old reading those names. I, I mean, know, it's like just yesterday. That's My
1: childhood, right? Like, yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I. I think there'll be two or three guys voted in. I don't know. Um, if Beltron will be affected by the Astros scandal. Mm personally i don't think he should be but um we'll see um i don't think arod will continue to be Well, i think he will continue to not be voted in
1: i agree um, and i'm okay with that
0: i am too but per, I, you
1: said you would vote him in
0: i would but here i got to <laughs> i got to keep it consistent so like i i am now um for voting the steroid guys into okay. the hall of fame i don't but see, they got in, um, you know, it wasn't illegal at the time. And I feel like a lot of these guys, like they, they did was wrong, but um, they were used as scapegoats mm-hmm. um, in an era where after that lockout in 94, um, the game was in a bad place. And what grew the game was the era of Sosa McGuire. Bonds,
1: yeah, for sure. The long ball,
0: the long ball. Ken Griffey. Um, so, um, I have my personal disagreements with A. Rod.
1: Okay, so A. Rod though used after it was legal. If that's your argument, then yes
0: yeah, So was it ever determined like when he started? I don't know. So because like he's always been like a elite player, right? um and his numbers are you know undeniable like True. 117 career war um typically the benchmark for the hall of fame is like 50 career war okay. like 117. like it's <laughs> it's that's undeniable and banana. that's
1: yeah like he put up a lot of those numbers early on in his career yeah. before you could see, you know, some of the effects of steroids. But when he was suspended, when he was with the Yankees, that was way after. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have a little bit of contention with your point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> um. Trades. There's been some trades this week mm. since our last recording.
1: Before we get to trades, just curious. Have you ever been to Cooperstown?
0: I haven't. Oh, okay. Um, just curious. I want to go soon, though. Yeah so we should
1: go it's amazing obviously to. you would you would love it
0: i would stand at dare treat black for like 10 minutes
1: yeah i haven't been since he was inducted so <laughs> got to go <laughs>
0: yeah you, know, you haven't had a lot of time to go to be honest that's it fair just like last <laughs> yeah this year
1: <laughs> that's fair um,
0: but right.
1: um, okay. sorry i was just curious
0: yeah no definitely that's on my bucket list want to go it's not too far of a drive from here so.
1: yeah no that's true all right what what are trades what trades happened while we were away
0: big one t oscar hernandez was traded to seattle for eric swanson will be served as an late inning reliever for the mariners and number eight prospect adam macko who has an interesting past himself i believe he's uh central european slovenian maybe Whoa. moved to ireland and then to canada so i think he has um citizenship in canada he's going to blue jays and cool. he's a top pitching prospect um i'm confused by this trade though i really am i just also my next news point i might as well just say along with this uh, there's been a lot of rumors cody ballinger to the blue jays because he's oh, a yeah. free agent we'll yeah. get into that free agent um stuff later but um if the blue jays are planning to replace T. Oscar with Cody Bellinger. I'm really confused by this move. They need a, they need a left handed bat. Um, and they need pitching. Mm-hmm. I think T. Oscar is a very good player. I think he's an above average player. Um, I hope there's other moves ready or you know, in the chest there in Toronto because That'll be kind of puzzling. You're definitely taking value of the lineup unless, you know, you're banking on the high upside of Cody Bellinger. I view Cody Bellinger sort of like a Carlos Gomez, like high risk, high reward. Like he'll have like big seasons and then but his his, you know, not so good seasons are gonna be not very good. Right. right? It's gonna be very volatile. Um
1: what do you think of George Springer being on the Blue Jays if the Blue Jays want.
0: So that's a thing. So Springer is going to move to a corner because I think they don't want to play him in center field anymore.
1: Which makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then like Cody Bellinger fits like your need of a left-handed bat and a center fielder. It's okay. just like what Bellinger are you going to get?
1: Yeah, and that's the gamble. That's why the Dodgers non-tendered him.
0: But hey, maybe it's a you know it's a risky bet that teams like Toronto have to take it could definitely work in your favor. They like, also have the money to
1: take that gamble.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um but hopefully it works. You don't maybe Bellinger just needs a change of scenery. Yeah. Like maybe that's all he needs and I mean he was a very exciting player his MVP season.
1: That was so fun to watch. So Lala Land just got got to his head maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so he definitely needs a change of scenery so we'll see. Uh Seattle got a guy. Yeah talk about it from their end um they have been able to develop pitching so i feel like they were comfortable to trade away from some of their pitching depth Mm. they seem to be going all in right now which i love they have a treasure chest of outfielders too um definitely expect some of those guys to be moved too but he fits in that lineup like suarez came over last year and was a power spark um Julio Rodriguez and T Oscar and
1: Abraham Toro
0: Toro and but your and then your other outfielder could be like if Kelnick becomes a prospect he's supposed to be that outfield is disgusting
1: yeah disgusting truly
0: like uh, watch out Houston right watch out Houston yeah I mean seriously I think Seattle's really preparing to take them on in the ALS um but not to spend too much time there (laughs) <laughs> Kyle Lewis was traded from Seattle Jerry, okay. DePoto Jerry loves DePoto trades.
1: is all about the trades
0: he's that guy in your fantasy sports league that sends you a trade every day <laughs> uh, Kyle Lewis was traded to Arizona for Cooper Hummel I love this trade mm-hmm. too it's a low-key great trade Kyle Lewis won rookie of the year during the COVID season the short season he's just been hurt he's had like gruesome injuries if he gets back to where he was, which he's still young, Arizona's got Corbin Carroll, Kettle Marte, and Kyle Lewis. Arizona's also stacking up. Yeah. And then Seattle, like they have a like I said, they have a um plethora of outfielders. They could afford to get rid of Kyle Lewis, didn't see a spot for him. They added Cooper Hummel, who kind of plays that Dalton Varsho role of utility catcher i like to say he can catch but he can play second base and outfield too mm-hmm. and he's athletic for a catcher and i don't maybe the defense isn't there but with the automatic strike zone coming soon right defense isn't going to matter for catchers anymore you need an offensive minded catcher and seattle just added just depth there i think you need guys like this so love I, it for both sides
1: I do think even with an automatic strike zone, though defense still plays with catching. You need to be able to block. You need to be able to throw guys out. You need you still need your defensive tools. It's not all framing. I think framing is what you're getting at. Framing is less important, but yes. defense is still very much important.
0: No, that's a very good that's a very good point. I think um, the blocking aspect is going to be huge, and the the, the arm for catchers like the pop time all that that's not going away ever um still you know mlb is actively trying to get guys running more with these new changes to the game so yeah i think it becomes more important right exactly no i I totally agree that's a good point um but yeah no like that trade for both sides uh next geo Ursula was traded to the Angels. Urschela or Ursula? I've heard it both ways. Okay, I wasn't I sure. It. Like yeah, I love him as a player. Gio, we'll just say Gio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he was traded to the Angels for a minor league reliever. I love this. I wish the Yankees still had him. He um, there's rumors that the Angels are actually actually thinking about playing him at shortstop, which. Uh, I think he he's kind of like Manny Machado in a way that he can play shortstop. Yep, he's elite third baseman, but he's so good that he you could move him to shortstop. Um,
1: He's fun to watch. I'll give you that.
0: And the best part is like when he came up from with Cleveland, it was glove first, like defense only prospect. Yeah, but he went to New York and figured something out with the bat, and like I'll take two seventy five with fifteen homers and elite, defenses, elite defense elite, elite. defense elite so nice move for the angels um anthony rendon was playing third base so mm-hmm. and he's often hurt so they have s- some guys they can move around there um kevin newman traded to the reds i
1: know i saw that newman
0: newman uh former first round pick out of arizona also
1: cool. oh i was just gonna say also former um Cape? Cape League batting champion, two he yeah, two years in a row. Yeah, it's never been done before. It hasn't been done since. He's a legend.
0: So he was a uh, the Pirates got writing a pitcher Dari Moretta for him. Um, hard throwing prospects seems to be like more of a middle reliever. Touches 97, so maybe some command issues. Uh, but Pirates are adding to their reliever depth. And with this move, the only thing that I took away from it is that the Pirates are ready to give the reins to the young guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you could see uh, an opening day roster with O'Neill at short and maybe to start Rodolfo at second. Um, but Nick Gonzalez like is knocking on the door. I think they're going to want to get him some at bats, and they have you know other prospects knocking on the door as well. So. I think it's a good move. Like you saw, um, I know this isn't comparable situation, but like they, I think teams are going to start looking at the Astros, like just saying like, Hey, we know we have a guy who's good um, and showing instilling confidence in that guy. Like not every prospect is going to be ready yet. That's, but you know, Jeremy Pena just came up and played the whole season and was ALCS MVP. Yeah. That. You
1: have to have faith in your player development system. In your department exactly. and your coaches down there.
0: Exactly. So the pirates have had with this new regime, we've had a few years of this player development system. I think they've they're starting to figure out what they have and where. Um, I wish best of luck to Newman in Cincinnati. Yeah, good opportunity for him. But I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the young guys.
1: Yeah. I'm too. I'm a little bummed, but like I knew it was coming. So. I get it. Um, but Newman just seemed like such a good guy. So also wish him wish him the best. And yeah, no longer a Kramer on the Pirates and now that there's no longer a Newman. So there goes the Seinfeld lost names. Oh, that's right. Kevin it. Kramer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never put that together. That's great. Um, also, the Reds traded their shortstop. Uh, he's kind of like utility guy. Kyle Farmer mm. to the Twins. Twins are adding to their depth maybe. I or, I don't know if this I don't think this move has any indication on what they plan to do with Correa because I, I I'm reading a lot of reports that they are actively trying to bring him back. Mm. Don't know if they'll have the financial flexibility to do so, but this is a you know an option um, to you know Kyle Farmer comes in. You got Jorge Polanco. Like you have options if you don't bring him
1: back. Right.
0: So. On the free oh, do you have anything to say? No, I was just
1: gonna say yeah, it's interesting. That's all. Um, Yeah, Reds are always an interesting team. They're in the same division as the Pirates, so I'm always just kind of looking to see what they're up to and what they're into. They took Colin Moran last year as well, kind of taking the leftovers of the of the Pirates. (laughs) So I don't know, it's just kind of interesting. They did have um, who's the guy with the mustache and the hair? He's on the Reds. He's he's good. (laughs)
0: what <laughs> oh, Tr- Jonathan India yes yeah he's a great player yeah I like Jonathan India yeah
1: so I'm always interested to see they they tend to have always interesting pros- prospects you know Nick Senzel Jonathan India don't necessarily capitalize on any of them but um mm-hmm. the Reds are just always like a what's going on there kind of team
0: yeah they're kind of like a similar well I don't want to compare them to Pirates but like you know small market team same division like, yeah they have some good prospects. Like I love Tyler Stevenson, a catcher. Love Jonathan India, Nick Zell, started to come on later this year, but um, they've like also like gone back and forth from, "Hey, we're competing." Hey, we're retolling. Right. Like, like back and forth. Like it just seems like one year, let's throw all this money at Trevor Bauer. That's
1: what I was just so, gonna like, say. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's kind of
0: hard to follow, and I do like. So I I, I think I'd rather be in the pirate situation where like you fully committed to one plan Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely better on to the free agent front um before i get into this so none of our free agents like i said have signed over the past week but a lot of news the the non-tender deadline was this past week and just to explain that any player with less than six years of major league service time must be tendered a contract by a certain deadline by set deadline i believe it was like november 18th 15th six one of those days last week yep um i tweeted that on our page at the file find <laughs> and um so i'm gonna name a few guys notable names that were non-tendered so they're now free agents meaning they weren't given a contract
1: so thus correct. they were um let go and on to the free agency market correct
0: correct yep exactly so the big one we already kind of touched on was cody bellinger
1: yeah that was a huge one
0: huge one um kind of scares me a little bit i sent sarah texas week um it kind of scares me because it feels like the dodgers are really going to go all in for judge like i just i just have this feeling and that move definitely would signal that Mm -hmm. um they might have other plans but um that definitely scares me there for judges market but bellinger i've the big teams that have been contacting him are the Cubs and Blue Jays. I kinda like the Cubs for him because just the where their organization is, like they they should take gambles on a guy like that. Yeah. For two apparently he wants like a one year deal, but I've been seeing I saw
1: that as well. Like him and Scott uh, Boris are saying, yeah. "Oh, we don't we've gotten multiple multi-year offers, but we don't really want any of those.
0: Yeah. I think like the multi-year, like I saw the Blue Jays offered him maybe two thirty one or something like that. But like I think the Cubs would be interesting, um, especially if they sign one of the shortstops too. This free agency, yeah,
1: or a pitcher that I may have picked together. Yeah, it's
0: true, <laughs> true. Um, another one: Luke Voigt and Eric Fetty for the Nationals. They were non-tendered, so um, anyone in need of a first baseman, I actually really like the Pirates as a fit for Voigt. I know they signed G-Man Choi, I was just get,
1: gonna say they just made that, but,
0: G-Man is definitely someone that you'd probably platoon. I don't know if he's an everyday first baseman.
1: Yeah, I like Luke White for the Pirates.
0: Um, he just—he looks like a Pittsburgher too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pittsburgh would love him, like they love Vogelback.
1: Like, I was gonna say he's a similar type to Vogie for sure.
0: Um, another one I that I'm really interested in seeing where he goes, Alex Reyes. He was a top pitching prospect for the Cardinals for quite some time. Yeah. They finally, with his arm issues, moved him from a... Um, I believe he was suspended for PEDs for a while, too. Uh, moved him from the rotation to the bullpen. He started off the season as a closer. And then they, the Cardinals always work with like three or four closers. Yeah. So he is now a free agent. Um, also, two other guys, Brian Anderson, third baseman, corner outfitter for the Marlins. He's been with the Marlins for quite some time. For a while. It's a good piece for any small market team, I think. Um, the Reds, Reds. um, and Raymel Tapia for the Blue Jays. They actually picked him up from the Rockies at the beginning of the season, but he was just non-tendered. So, anyone looking for outfield depth, he's a good uh, speed, uh, contact, uh, outfielder. Also, just wanted to announce too that former bucko Bly Madris. Was claimed off waivers from the Rays by the Detroit Tigers. Ooh. So, um, yeah, he had a big big spring training last year. He and had a he,
1: really big spring training. He came in, made a couple like had a good couple games up in Pittsburgh and just kind of really died down and um never really got back to what he was doing in spring.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So he's a guy that could like, you know, sign on with a team like Detroit and and make a name for him. Yeah,
1: he reminds me of, um, Ma Oh
0: yeah. A lot. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, was he a cape guy?
1: I don't know. He was with the Rays and yeah, Detroit. Yeah, he went
0: to LSU. So I'm assuming. Oh, I got you. Cause he went from the Rays to Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And he went to LSU.
0: But that's all the vibes we have for, um, this week. So, a lot of tr- a few trades that happened, um, a lot of non tender news. And then, um, you know, next week, may- hopefully we have some more free agent news or rumors at least. Yeah. And a few other trades.
1: Yeah. Um, great. Thanks for the vibe, Scotty. It's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we still need to rate our wine, but just because. The time of year. I just wanted to see: Is there anything you're thankful for? Because it could be, you know, Thanksgiving is mere days away.
0: Okay, so I am thankful. Okay, first hallmark moment here. I'm thankful for this for you in this podcast, like you moving to Pittsburgh and, um, you know, us having this opportunity to do this passion project. Yeah. You know, this has been really fun, and I and I hope to continue doing this. Aw, thanks, um, Scotty. Cheers.
1: That's <laughs> cheers. ditto. Honestly, ditto.
0: Um. Secondly, I am thankful for just baseball. I love <laughs> baseball. I, while you people are out here watching the World Cup, I am going to be watching winter leagues. I that is my World Cup. Um, World Baseball Classic is coming up. I'm just excited that I don't have to wait for baseball. Like I can continue watching um continue consuming all the news that i can and um and have my heart broken by next season. So, um, how about you sarah
1: yeah well hallmark moment for me too. i'm also very thankful for you and for this podcast for your your support and friendship throughout all these years we've known each other for quite a while now and we're still friends and we still drink wine and still talk about baseball so it's really cool now that we get to just record it and do it for fun each week. i very thankful for that. Um, and also I'm very thankful for baseball, both the opportunity that I had to work in the game and all that I got to learn and the people in there. And also for the game itself, I wouldn't be where I am today without the game of baseball. I'm probably not going to watch as much winter league baseball as you, but that's what you're here for. Um, I'll probably watch more world cup. Maybe I'll definitely watch the, um, the winter, league caribbean series um championships and then we'll watch the world classic but i'm gonna take a wee bit of break from the actual game and probably just follow along on hot stove right now
0: how can you not be romantic about baseball that's my only response to this
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm the, i'm a little too romantic about baseball Me too. that's Me for too. sure <laughs> no i love
0: that i gotta ask side note yeah who are you rooting for in uh in the world cup
1: um usa <laughs> obviously
0: boring i mean
1: i was <laughs> yeah. born here
0: yeah no i yeah. I did what i i will admit i did watch the game today so
1: okay yeah they ended in a draw which is like the lamest thing ever but so yeah all right cool well happy thanksgiving and well. thanks scotty let's let's take a look, couple more sips and rate and comp our wine i really like this one I do think it's very light. Like, it's not a punch in the face of flavor. It's This is my taste buds, obviously, right? I do get some deep berry, and then it's just light and airy mostly to me. Like, it's not sticking around my mouth, the flavor, long enough. Um, It's definitely drinkable that you could just have any day of the week. I really freaking like this wine. I'm going to give it a 70
0: oh yeah okay i like it i really like it i like the
1: subtle earth tones i think it's fresh i i just yeah not very acidic so it doesn't like have that ting little like sting Mm. ting in the back of your mouth i'm really into it i give it a a 70.
0: okay no that's i love that i um i'm gonna go 50. okay um i do like it it's more of like a blend i i prefer a very full-bodied like i like that acidity even though I okay. shouldn't like it but I to each their own yeah um my acid reflux would say otherwise but <laughs> um I but it, it's very it's just reliable like I, I I've said on other podcasts like I it's you know if you're in a pension you don't know what to get like a Bordeaux is a safe choice always always yeah and you can all you can't go wrong with um a blend um you know, especially when you got a mixture of your Merlots, your your Cab Francs, your your Cabernet Sauvignon, your 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 Malbec. I mean, those are all great grapes. Um, so, I'm gonna go fifty. Um, it does a job for me.
1: Okay, all right. Who are you comping it to?
0: Oh, let's see.
1: I think I'm gonna comp it to Cody Bellinger, just Ooh. in honor of this episode on his MVP year. This is a Cody Bellinger for me on MVP for you. It may be Cody Bellinger on his off year, right? So because different taste buds have different reactions to different wines, you can get different kinds of players in, in the same bottle. So I'm going to say this is Cody Bellinger of wines.
0: Okay. I love that. Okay. I'm going to go with, um, Andrew Benintendi. (laughs) Okay. I like that. I'm going to go with that. He's reliable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a guy that's gonna be a tough at bat. He's gonna make a lot of contact. And he's gonna get on base a lot. And every team needs one of those guys. So, and that's also my um plea for him to resign with the Yankees. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sure he's listening to this.
0: <laughs> Benny from the Bronx.
1: Let's go. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Well, cheers. Salute. Salute. Tasty biscuits.
0: Intro music by Jordan Montgomery and Driving Well Black Records. Uh, look, big paper, I increase my wealth. Uh, Red wine, that's good for my health, uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's, uh, allow me to introduce myself. I said, big paper, I increase my wealth, huh, red wine, that's good for my health, uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's, huh, allow me to introduce myself.